This is episode number 790 with Trent Shelton. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Jimi Hendrix. The Dalai Lama said, world peace begins with inner peace. And Albert Einstein said, peace cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. Welcome to this episode. We've got my man Trent Shelton in the house, who's a former NFL football player, wide receiver, who founded a movement called Rehab Time with over 10 million people following him over on Facebook, millions on Instagram and YouTube, and all over the place online. Some of his videos get 100 million plus views, and he's changed the lives of tens of thousands of people who have gone through different struggles in their life, trying to figure out how to find their purpose, how to get through challenging relationships, how to fulfill their destiny and be their greatest you. And in this interview, we cover how to be a reflection of what you believe and what you truly stand for and stepping into that reflection. Also, we talk about the right ways to treat people and how to treat yourself, how to believe in yourself once you've found your purpose and how to find your purpose. We cover that whole process, the top five ways to stay focused and to develop a focused mindset and the power of peace and why it's Trent's top priority. The power of peace. When you find that inner peace, you can take over anything in the outer world. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. And as you listen to this episode with Trent Shelton, make sure to share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 790. Just take a screenshot of this right now, post it on your Instagram stories, tag myself, Lewis Howes, and at Trent Shelton. And let us know what you enjoyed about this episode. Without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Trent Shelton. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatest Podcast. We've got my man Trent Shelton in the house, brother. Good What's to up, see you. Man? Good to see you, man. Glad you're here. You're looking lean and mean. Thank you, man. Definitely lighter than the last time. Last I was time you're here, you're a little chubbier. You know, you look like a little marshmallow man. <laughs> <laughs> Michelin man in the house. Yes, man. But you've been training hard lately. I have. I, I have. like it, man. We got to hang out a few weeks ago in Puerto Rico. Yeah. It's good to do a run with you and a workout, leading the hit workout for all of us with Dean and the, and the crew. And uh, you've got a new book out, man. I'm excited about this because last time we talked, we kept saying, like, when's the book going to happen? Yeah. And this is called The Greatest You. Make sure you guys pick it up. Check it out. It's out right now. You guys can get it. Face reality, release negativity, and live your purpose. Yes. And you've been inspiring people for, what is it, five, six years now with your online content or longer now? Long. It was started 10 years ago in 2009, but I would say 2011 is where I got really focused. And it started to kind of really take off. About 2012. Yep. Now you got... Over 10, how many do you have? 10 million on Facebook? Right, 10 million on Facebook. And a couple million on Instagram yeah. and everywhere else. It just keeps blowing up. And yeah. all, all your videos seem like they have 100 million views. It's just like you're really intentional about your message and you speak to people's heart. And I think a lot of people are struggling right now and you bring this, this voice and this message because you've been through the struggle as well. In your book, you talk about this, but you're, you're married and you've got some beautiful kids right now. Yeah. Another one on the way. But back in the day, you weren't like this perfect like husband boyfriend. Not at all. You um, tell us a story. You were dating someone, but then you had a, a baby with someone else at the yeah. same time. You were off and on. What was going on? It was tough, man. So it was my first year in the NFL, and just throughout college, man, like that was a lifestyle. I mean, growing up, that was the picture of success. You know, it's money, cars, women. That's what we thought success was. So right. I wanted all those things when I got it, and so I uh, got caught up in that lifestyle that was 
new to me at 21 years old, 22 years old. Had a off and on relationship. That's no excuse to do what I did, but it was off and on. And uh, she actually lived in New York and I was in Indy. So it kind of gave me room to do what I wanted to Play. do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Fun. Have fun. Exactly, and live my life at that point, man. And um, I ended up meeting Maria just being out. She was in- In Indianapolis. Out, in Indianapolis, yep, uh-huh. in Indy. Beautiful. I mean, when I first saw her, I was like, man, she's bad. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> just being honest. She was a bad girl. Yeah, and um, we messed around and we were friends, ended up getting her pregnant. And that While was you were dating someone else. Yes. So yeah, that was tough, man. That was really tough because even on a deeper level, the girl I was dating, our families were really close. Ooh. Like I've been knowing her since I was born. Like wow. our family, our moms are best friends. And so it became very much a lot of friction. The and betrayal, the lies, the everything, deceit. Uh... Everything. And I was hurting more than just her. So now my mom and her mom are not friends. Well, they're friends now, but they at that time- friends. Yeah, they were going back and forth with each other because, you know, each was trying to protect their child. And it was like the first time I had to face reality. Like, you know, there's things you can run from. There's things you can hide. But like a pregnancy, you can't hide. You can't hide from that. And I'm asking my homeboys like, hey, what should I do? They're like, man, don't just just don't worry about it. Don't tell her now. Just let it blow over. And just I had to face my reality. Man. I was like, I can't keep living like that. Like, let me face it. And I faced it and it was bad. It was really bad. What was, happened when you faced it? What you told the girl you're dating? I told her and um, I actually got kicked out her apartment at the time and I had like, instant karma. I was trying to fly back to Texas and it was like a snowstorm in New York and I got stuck in the airport that day. It was bad. Man. Oh man. So um, She's screaming at you. She's upset. Oh, yeah. She's hurt. Yeah, it was bad. It was very bad. And uh, you know, of course over time, and even being, me being not a, just rude to Maria too. Like I was blaming her. I was trying to blame everybody for my mistakes. So I'm blaming her, telling her like, it's your fault and, and not being a man I should have been to her during her pregnancy. Right. So for the first oh, man. five or six months in her pregnancy, um, I wasn't too active, just to be honest with you. Wow. I had a wake up call because I had no excuse. My father was there for me my whole entire life. I grew up in a good household. And uh, I was like, man, like I'm about to have a son. And I refuse to be that guy, no matter what the situation is with his baby mother, n- use that as an excuse or a reason not to be in his life. And so I had a conversation with Maria and I said, listen, we don't have to be together. We don't have to like each other, but let's make this about our son, Tristan. And we both agreed on that. And we came to an understanding. And as time grew, we grew closer to each other. And we got to really know each other and peel back all the layers of our past and everything. And I mean, we're married now for three years going on four. Wow, man. So you, how long were you together with your first child just being, you know, co-parents? Couple. Not being together, but just parenting. About seven years. Seven years? Yeah, Tristan's 10. Yeah, about seven years. Wow. So you weren't together in the seven years. You were just Off and on. Yeah, parenting off and on. So probably about three of those years we were together. Okay. Three of those years. And you broke, why'd you break up? No, we didn't break up. So the first four, right, we were just... Friends, parents, parent, off and on, like friends, enemies, parent, all of that stuff, you know, just the emotions. And then we just finally came to, I feel like a, a mature place because we were young, a mature place. And then we put all our differences aside and we realized like we really had chemistry and love for each other and we got to know each other on a deeper level. And then that started our relationship and we've been together ever since. Wow. Okay. So three, four years ago, you, you started the relationship yeah. where you've been together. Yep. Wow. Did you get married too or no? When? Did you get married too then? Uh, no, that was a, yeah, we got married, well, three years ago. Three years ago. That's when you got you. Yeah. Okay, so you got together, got married, and then you had a second child, now you have a third one on the way? Yep, third one on the way. It's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, like, (laughs) I tell people all the time, that story definitely beat the odds, man, just of having to go through that. So I understand, like, co-parenting, and, you know, when I talk to men, I understand, like, having the troubles, because Tristan, he lived in Indianapolis for a while, and, like, I was in Seattle playing, and I was in Washington, and then... And it was funny, like every time I would bring them in to try to make it work, I got cut. So it was like, is this like not meant to be? And uh, even being in Texas, being away. So I understand that. But also, like, I, w- I really wanted to fight to be in his life. And it wasn't about making a relationship work for Tristan at the same time, because I knew that wouldn't keep us together. So we had to love each other and know each other kind of despite Trist. You know what I'm saying? Mm. A lot of As people... As friends. You had to love exactly. each other. Exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of people will get into relationships or get married because they have a kid together and they think that's the kid's going to keep them together and that's absolutely not right it can might can bring you together but that child or children cannot keep you together and yeah. we knew that so we have to figure out like 
What's going to keep someone together? I think in a relationship, just first of all, connection and, and selflessness and really understand that you really love that person. Like not because that's your baby mom or your baby dad. Of course, that's a factor. But I love you for who you are despite anything else, right? Anything external, I love your internal self. So uh, we have to realize that and really come to grips with that. When did you realize like, oh, this isn't just my baby mama that's yeah. co-parenting, but this is someone that I truly have feelings for, or love her soul. When did you realize? The moment, I can't remember the, the exact feeling or moment, but I know it was around the time when she moved down and she said, it's so funny. She moved she, down to she, Texas. She moved down to Texas and she said, it wasn't for me, right? That was, that's what she <laughs> said. <laughs> and she still stands by this by that day, but. She's she, moved down to your city. She too. moved down to Fort Worth. Cause Indy, she felt like no against anybody in Annapolis, but just Fort Worth is a better opportunity. And she always said, well, if it didn't work out with you, there's other guys in Fort Worth and Texas better than Indy, right? Wow. So she moved down. And um, when I realized it, man, is how once we put our immatureness aside and became mature, how she had every right, because I was struggling. Like she had every right in the world at that point to like beat me down. I really could barely provide. It's for my child because I'm playing arena football. I mean, you know how that is, right? <laughs> you know that check. <laughs> when, when, when was this? This was in 20, probably 2011. So oh, like man. That. Yeah, you're making it probably a thousand. Yeah, this this wasn't like maybe. the old arena football, this right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 500 a week, maybe. Ex exactly. Definitely Gosh, for the, the love of the game at that point. Oh, man. So I'm struggling with that. I'm trying to train kids on the side. And so I'm in a, a vulnerable position as a, as a man, not being a provider. And she had every right to be like, okay, this is my time to shoot shots at him and tear him down. But instead, she built me up. Really? Big time. She built me up. And How she, so? Just by encouraging me. Like, when she realized, because I had just started rehab, like, rehab time started in 2009. But this is the moment when I started to realize, like, okay, this is something as far as me speaking and as far as a brand and building it. And so she was there at the beginning with me making T-shirts and writing, helping me write every single name on a package and going to the post office. All wow. of that. In that moment. And so, she was there for you even when you weren't together. Big time. Big time. So you probably started to feel like, wow, this girl's really got my back. She really cares. In the ugly and, moment. And I'm not really treating her well. And she's still there for me. In the ugly moment. Because when I met her, you know, I was a football player. That was my, my highlight. So I could say, well, maybe she's with me because of that, right? Because that's my beautiful, my beautiful success. But when it was the dark moment of my life, my rock bottom... And she was there, still there for me. And she was like, she could have been like, rehab time, like, no, you need to get a real job. And other well, people were telling me that. She was like, I don't know like what it is you're gonna do, but I'll help support and I'll believe in you wow. with that. So she like held it down. That's pretty household. And so it was always my goal to flip it and be like, hey, you don't have to work anymore. And and now she's an influencer herself, but it's cool to be able to do that. But yeah, she had my back when when a lot of people didn't. Wow. And so that gained a lot of a lot of like, I'm big on that, man. Like when you have nothing, when you're going through something, like who's really going to be there for you? Who's going to have your back? And sometimes it's the people closest to you that you think would, that, that wouldn't. Especially when it's a person that, like she had every right to come back at me because how I treated her, you know, previously and during her pregnancy. But she went past all that and said, you know what? I see something inside of you and I believe in you and I'm going to support you. And she never belittled me, never made me feel like less during wow. that time. Very inspiring. What do you think? Um, what do you think it's about that's inside of her that made her be able to do that without being resentful or angry at you, but actually put her feelings aside and support you like that? I don't know, man. We have to call her right now and ask her. <laughs> but um, is that more of like a female quality in general, or is that just like you got lucky with her on accident, kind of? I think it could be a human quality with people. You know, I just, I mean, it just depends on the person and their heart. And I think she really had genuine, you know, love for me, you know, too. Like, and of course, I'm the father of her son. Her dad mm -hmm. passed away when she was 14. Oh, and man. so maybe she thinks that, you know, or maybe she knows that, you know, make sure Trent's there, you know, as a man. Like, I want to fully support him and make him the best man he can be for, for Tristan. Whether so we're maybe, together or not. Exactly. But did she always want to be with you? Was that part of like her vision? Um, or she like screw this guy? Yeah, like, I, 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 I believe she was attracted to me, and I believe she wanted to be with me. But I think after all the mess that was going on and that whole thing of within that you know span of years, uh, I think she got to a point where she didn't want to be with me. But I think it was kind of a conflict back and forth. So. Yeah, yeah. What do you regret about 
those couple of years where you were kind of the nastier version of yourself to her, to maybe people in your life, yeah. maybe to yourself, what do you regret that you did or said? And what would you say to yourself if you could go back and talk to that guy? Man, the things I regret is just hurting people. You know how it feels to be hurt as far as like anybody watching this. I know how it feels to be hurt. So why would I want to put that on the people when I wouldn't want that put on myself by other people? And so I would always tell myself, I mean, I know it's the simplest phrase in life, but treat people how you want to be treated. Give the respect you wish to receive. Give the loyalty you wish to receive. Because a lot of people say, you know, I want loyalty, I want loyalty, but they don't give loyalty. You know, or they don't give support. I want people to support me. Well, who are you supporting? Mm. And so for me, it's going back and saying, you know, be a reflection of what you believe and what you truly stand for and make sure you pass it on other people and set that tone. Yeah, I think I talked to uh, Matthew Hussey, who's a friend of mine, he's a relationship coach for women. He told me one time, like a lot of women will ask me, like, how do you find the one? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you attract the one, the person you wanna be with? He's like, make a list of all the qualities you want from that person and then go be those things. Yeah, so write down true. every quality you wanna attract from that person and start being that thing. You know, if you want a loyal man, be a loyal woman. If you want a, a giving and comp caring, compassionate guy, you know, be that towards other people. Yeah. And you'll attract that. So that's powerful, man. Wow. I'm curious to know, you had your vision was, your purpose was to be an athlete, right? As a kid, you wanted to be a professional athlete. Yep. Is that yeah, for sure. true to say? Yeah. But then things got off track and you got cut, you play arena ball for 100 bucks a week or whatever, we're getting paid. <laughs> then whatever happened there, did you get injured or did you just decide this is not worth it anymore? Well, what happened, you know, they had the UFL at that time? Yeah. So they, I got signed to the UFL, so I left arena, <laughs> got signed to the UFL. Like three weeks. Three never months. happened, yeah, yeah. right? It folded and then that's why I was like, all right. And then I went and signed again with the Voodoo, but I never made it to the Voodoo's training camp. Team, yeah. yeah okay, so you just were like, okay, I'm not playing anymore. I got to figure out what to do next. Yeah. When someone gets has a purpose or a dream that they pursue and they get a taste of it, and then their entire identity shifts into something else, how do they figure out what their purpose is now? Yeah, so I have a, I have a take about purpose, and I want to touch on it. And uh, a lot of people, I haven't really heard it said like this, and it's actually in the book. I actually wrote the book, the chapter of the book, and I went back probably months later, I was like, I'm gonna take this, I wanna change it. And so I get that question a lot, right? How do I find my purpose? And my thing is this, I don't know if purpose is something that you necessarily find. You know, I don't know if the world has mm. your purpose, right? I think we go like, where is it at? Like, is it down the street? You know, where do, who has it? And so I think when, <laughs> when we look for it like that, we can end up lost or finding something that might be a pretend purpose or something that are, you know, our wants, like I really wanted, and we say, okay, this is my purpose now. I think you are purpose as a person. That's what I, I've been saying. When I said that, it kind of changed my life. So I say, I am purpose. You were born on purpose. I mean, of course, you know the nerd statistics about like you, the chance of you being used like 0% chance and your parents have to come together, the sperms, whatever. So yeah. like, I'm like, you're if you're looking for a miracle, you're that miracle. It's like, do you realize that? So you are purpose. And when I really embodied that and, and really like understood that, I realized that my purpose isn't rehab time because that can be lost. My purpose isn't football because that can be lost. My purpose is Trent Shelton at my pure, who am I? Because when I understand that, I can go in any placement, right? I feel those are placements. I can go in any of those placements and actually live my full potential, actually make a difference, actually use my life to bring betterment in this world. And so that's helped me in the process of not getting attached to something and allowing something to become, you know, a temporary identity. So I literally can leave here now and be that purpose. I can go talk to somebody outside. So you don't need all these different things. Yeah. Now people say, well, what's my, what's the avenue, right? Of course we look for that. What's the- What's the placement? Exactly. What's, what's the, the placement? The mechanism. I, exactly. And I just feel like with that, you know, it's kind of a, a deeper soul search. So like with me being a speaker, I never wanted to be a speaker. I thought being a speaker was corny. You know, I didn't grow up. It's like, I want to be a speaker when I grew up. I wasn't into personal development. Like, I was raised pretty much on hip hop, to be yeah. honest with you, you know? And when I look back now, I realize how many times people have put the calling in my life for this or people have identified that. Because I'm naturally an introverted person, but when I would speak, people would say, man, like, you're going to be a powerful speaker. I can probably name four or five times in my life. And so I think that 
when speak you, it into you. Exactly. And that magnet that you have inside of you, you start to realize. I call it the magnet because it's what attracts people to you. And when you understand your magnet, that's when your power is released. So I realized like people were identifying my magnet way back then. I just was too blind and too wrapped up into what I wanted to do that I couldn't even feel that. So maybe a step that somebody can do, like ask people, like what, what is it about you that, that gravitates people? Like what's yeah. your magnet? I'm sure people will tell you, it's like, oh, it's your smile or it's the way you speak or it's the way you do this and that. And then you just got to go do trial and error. Mm-hmm. Test it out. Try different stuff, yeah. yeah. See what you like. I think at the end of the day, you can have a lot of people telling you what you could be good at too. Like, yeah. But you've, it's got to resonate with you at the end of the day. Fulfillment. You've got to be the one that says, yeah, I want to do that or I want to try that and explore that. And you're going to figure out quickly, like maybe if everyone said, you're going to be a great speaker and you did it for a year and you hated it. Yeah. Like, well, at least I tried it and I don't have to think about it anymore. And maybe I can speak in a different way. Maybe I can do these creative videos where I get to speak my message online, but I'm not in front of a big stage of people. So you can still figure out a mechanism in a different way with your gift yeah. and try different stuff. I agree. So maybe it's like you love writing and everyone said, oh, you should go write books. And you try it and you really didn't enjoy the process, but you liked uh, writing movies, you liked writing TV shows, you liked a different creative process within that mechanism. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great idea of saying I am purpose. Yeah, it just empowers you. Now you're not like feeling like you're in, you know, incapable of doing stuff. So how does someone, when they figure out, okay, this is the gift that I have. I'm, yeah. I'm born with purpose, because yeah. I am that purpose. And I have this talent, this gift, this attribute that adds value to other people. Right. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. So I'm going to go start doing this thing. But how do I actually believe in myself and develop a champion's mind of like, I want to do something at a high level. Right. How do I develop that mindset when there's so much competition? There's so many people who are better than me. I'm so far behind. I'm so young. I'm so old. I'm so whatever. I don't have the resources yet. How do I develop a mindset of belief that my purpose is something that I should go all in on? Yeah. So that's, this is a packful question, man. We have, to, <laughs> we have to go through layers of this. So there's a lot of ways. I mean, I think one thing that you can do, I think fear is a part of that, right? Might not go all in because you're fearful of, like you said, you might not be as great as someone else or you might not you know, succeed in that field. So for one, understanding what fear is, which for me, it's it's basically just creating a known result from a situation you haven't experienced yet. So you're telling yourself what it's going to be before you ever go to do uh. you ever going to do it. So of course you're not going to go do it. You know. So if you believe this result is going to happen, it's going to be bad. Exactly. I'm going to fail. I'm going to look stupid. Everyone's going to make fun of me. Then you're probably not going to want to do it. Exactly. Or be able to give you a full like it's like playing football. Like if you go out there and like we're going to lose or I'm going to have a terrible game. More than likely, you're going to have a terrible game. It's going to be hard to operate at a high level. So I've just learned to, I always say like, if if fear was a door and behind this door was all this negativity things that I'm saying, like, I'm going to lose, I'm going to suck. I'm never going to walk through that door. So in order for me to walk through the door, even though the door is super scary, I have to make empowering things on this side of the door. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. Even if I don't win, it's going to be something valuable in it. So let me walk through this door, right? Even though it might not be perfect, I'm still going to find growth inside of it. So to me, that's like a small little trick to like really hack fear and get over fear. And also, of course, it's 
Brendan talks about this a lot, like not just repetition, but like really like focus repetition, like mm. finding an area and say, you know what, I'm going to get better at this because sometimes fear comes from not being prepared. You yeah. know, I mean, if we go back to sports, if I'm going to a game, didn't watch tape, didn't do any of this stuff, I'm going to be pretty scared or yeah. taking the test, you know? Yeah. So preparation also is a part of that. And so I would just tell people, you know, you got you to gotta figure out all that, how to get over fear, but just go out there and do it. And one way to go out there and do it, I use leverage questions with myself. Like what? So I'll go all out, bro. Like <laughs> this might be over yeah. the top stuff. But so do I. So I was running, running, it was a side on, uh, next to running. I don't know what the trail was. My friend took me on like a back trail. And as I'm running, it sucks. It's uphill. <laughs> my heart rate is like zone five. And I just tell myself, like, if I quit on this, then I'm not living it for rehabbers. If I quit, then I'm putting a mindset in myself that's a quitter. And my son and my daughter are going to feel that. Like, I go over the top with it so I don't give up. And so with leverage questions, it can be anything. Like, it can be the simple leverage question that tomorrow is not promised. I mean, that's one of the best ones, right? 150,000 people die every day. Tomorrow is not promised. So if I'm not going after it, then I'm going to die incomplete. Wow. I'm going to die being a person that I wasn't created to be. Like, I want to meet the greatest me. I want to meet my full potential. So I, I told uh, Tom this yesterday about I would literally go to cemeteries at one point, and this seems super creepy like and weird, <laughs> But I would go to cemeteries. After my friend committed suicide, death became so surreal to me because it was somebody that was like next to me. I would go to cemeteries sometimes with my friend and just walk around and be like, bro, we're going to be here one day. Wow. And it's like, you look at the tombstones, you realize that death has no preference. You know, different ages, it's five-year-olds or 80-year-olds. It's black, it's white, it's women, it's men. It's children, it's adults. And it just made it super surreal for me. So gain leverage right in your life like what's something that's going to make you move that's all you have to do is move take that first step that's the most important step in the journey and listen you're going to fall on your face you're going to be embarrassed but everybody who's experienced greatness has been through that like you didn't get through 100 million to 100 million downloads overnight right i'm sure you went through things you probably have podcasts you're like i'm throwing this one away like when i first started right so go through that and study people who've been through it to give you that confidence yeah that's good man how else do you develop a champion mind for yourself? Like, yeah, how so, do you how do you push through your your dad? You're gonna have three kids here soon. You've got traveling all the time. You've got book launches, videos every day, all this stuff. How do you stay in that mindset consistently? And do you drop off ever? Yeah, of course I, I drop off. Size so last year when yeah, I saw you, yeah, yeah. 30, 30 pounds heavier. Everybody knew I dropped off. I posted the video. I was like, "Trim, you gain weight." I was like, "That's from last year." So, <laughs> but um, I of course like yeah, I don't have perfect days. You know, I'm, I'll be the first time. I have days where I'm lazy. I have days where I have times where I doubt myself, all these things. So everything I talk about, like I practice it myself. Sometimes when I'm making video, I'm preaching it to myself. But uh, how I keep a championship mindset is I understand these five principles in the championship mindset. I understand and these words that everybody's heard before. But uh, I think when you break it up, like I've studied high level people. Like I've been around, of course, athletes. I've been uh-huh. around people as yourself. And we all have these qualities, like everybody has them. So number one is commitment. And commitment, uh, staying loyal to what you said you were going to do long after the mood you said is left. Yeah, being your word. Exactly. Yeah. So when that mood leaves, who are you going to be? So some people might be watching this podcast, they're going to be hype or whatever, and it's like, I'm changing everything, uh, which is great. But we know when real life hits, who are you going to be? Call it the New Year's Eve mindset, right? Yeah. New Year, new me. So you got to find commitment. And I would just challenge people, like, find something small to stay committed to. I mean, fitness is a great thing. Yeah. Say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, maybe two days a week, three days a week, and stay committed to that because if you can't be committed to the small things, don't expect big results and big things to happen. Boom. Yep. The second thing is discipline. My definition of discipline is probably the easiest definition ever. Just get good at saying no to the things that don't get you a yes. And that's very hard because there's temptation out there. There's just bad habits that are just waiting for you to start doing. So maybe it's your friends. Maybe you got to start saying no to your friends. And maybe, you know, your friends aren't bad friends. It's just that when you around them, they're not doing the things that you want to do, or they're not at a place where you want to go. Like I had to leave some friends behind, not because they were bad to me. It's just that hanging around them, I knew that mindset was contagious. And I knew I wasn't strong enough to be around them because I would fall victim to that lifestyle. Right. So I had to let them go. I used to like to party. Like I said, it's be like, oh, how'd you stop partying? And like, I was like, I used to love partying and going out. Like, I probably still do like it, to be honest with you. Like, it's fun. 
But I just tell myself, like, where is this leading me? I mean, I'm six, seven hours in a club and, you know, you're hungover. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, where is this really going? You know, it's just like a false sense of fulfillment that actually moves me nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so think about that. Like, that's discipline. Discipline is, you know, you saying no to the cake or the pie that you really love. Like, discipline is not saying no to things you hate. That's easy. It's saying no to the things that you love or you like that won't get you to a place where you would love to be. Mm, that's good. Okay. Uh, third thing is the magic word for everything, consistency. Yep. And my definition of consistency is anchor your actions in greatness so daily you produce nothing less than your very best. Mm. So when you're consistent, you become reliable. When you're reliable, you become a trustworthy person. People always ask, Trent, like, what was your thing with rehab time? How did you grow? And I just tell people, I've been consistent and living the purpose. You, you've been consistent. Like yeah. consistency pays off. Consistency makes you a go-to person. If I was an off and on person or came with an off and on switch and one minute on my page, I'm talking about positivity. The next one, I'm talking about something just to go viral. People wouldn't come there. People come because I know Trent is going to talk about something with self-worth or something with growth. I'm going to listen to Lewis because he's going to have somebody or even himself pouring into it. So I know I can go here. And also I can tell other people to go there because I trust the information that they're giving. Yeah. So be consistent. Like You don't have to be the most talented, the most whatever, but if you're consistent, it will always pay off. Mm, love it, man. The fourth thing is faith. And faith for me is believing the odds are beatable even when the odds say it's impossible. And that's simply faith. Faith is just knowing that even though you can't see it, right, even though it's not right there in your face, it's going to happen. It's the gardener's mindset. It's being able to plant a seed and water the seed and you know, you're taking care of this this seed and you don't see the growth happening on top of the surface, but you have the mindset, you have the knowledge to know that if I'm doing these things, uh, if I'm putting in the work, if I'm, you know, creating the right habits, I'm, if I'm making the right sacrifices, there's growth taking place that I can't even see. And then one day, boom, right? That fruit or that crop comes up. I learned that from my grandpa because I was so impatient with that. I'm like, we just planted like yesterday, where's it at? And then next week, and then I have to come back to visit him and then finally that crop would be there. And he always told me, he's like, there's something going going on beneath the surface, growth taking place that you can't see. And you have to know that growth is happening even when you can't see yeah. it. And it's the same thing with your business, everything, your mission, relationship, everything. health. You gotta know if you're doing the right things, it's going to happen. Yeah. And for me, that's always kept me, you know, uh, focused, just understanding that faith, like, man, I'm doing the right stuff, so it's gonna pay off. Even in fitness, I mean, you, you, if a week or two, you're not seeing major results, yeah. but you know, you keep doing it. Then one day you take off your shirt or you're running and you're like, man, I'm, I feel I'm like tired. Yeah. I you know, like I'm good. It. Yeah. So put in the work. Um, fifth thing is heart and heart is finding the strength to give more, even when everything else, even yourself says you have nothing left. And my demonstration of that would be kind of that, that marathon mindset. Just I think it's like mile 19, they say, right? It's like the mile or mile 21. It just catches up to you. Yeah, it's just like, I can't do anymore. But you keep pushing on. You keep pushing through. And, you know, everybody talks about the why and the reason. And you have to use those leverage questions in your heart because there's going to be a time when life sucks. There's going to be a time when everything in your business, your personal life might not be going right, right? When things hit the fan, when the pressure is on your life. But you have to know that as long as I keep pushing through, as long as I keep moving forward, the breakthrough is near, right? Sometimes in order to have a breakthrough, you got to damn near break down. Yeah. That's what a breakthrough is, right? So that's the championship mindset. Those are things that I reminded, I remind myself daily to practice and to keep in place with my life. You're training for a marathon right now? I'm actually, it's funny. I'm actually running a half marathon on Sunday with Rachel and Dave. This In Texas? Yes. Because they asked me and I was just like, I said yes before I thought about it. When did they ask you? They asked me like a few weeks ago. We're in Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico? Yeah. It was like, we're in a marathon. You should do it. I'm just like, a half marathon. I'm like, all right. But I've been, I've been training like been six doing miles. like six, seven miles. Yeah, yeah you'd be fine. So I'd be fine. That's fine. But yeah, I was like, I was like, man, I should have like waited till I said yes yeah. first. In Austin? In Austin, yep. I think it's- Or Waco. It's in Waco. That's why I did it too. Okay. Baylor's in Waco. So oh, I was nice. a psychologist. I was like, cool. You know, it's, I think it's powerful for us when we make commitments on things that scare us before we're ready. Yeah. Because then we get ready. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, maybe you didn't want to do that, or maybe you're not ready for it, but you had four weeks or whatever it is, five weeks to, okay, let me get my my game to another level now. Let me be even more diligent, more committed, disciplined, consistent, and believe that like I'm going to be able to push through. 
by creating a routine now for this game plan, for this goal. Exactly. And so you've probably been more disciplined in the last four weeks than you were before that because you knew you had something at stake. And I don't want to go through that, that, yeah. that process of like not being in shape for it because that's hard. And I think a lot of us don't have enough at stake in our life. There you go. We, we don't have enough at stakeness. That's why I think it's important to challenge yourself every year with big challenges. Something that's like, gosh, can I do that? It doesn't have to be a marathon, but maybe you can start out at a 5K or whatever it may be. You can start off with something or you don't have to write a whole book in a year, but you can get started on something. I think the, the bigger the challenge, the more committed you become to your life. Yeah. Like, like you that. step up to, uh, to something greater than yourself. You lean into that faith. You're like, wow, I've never thought I could do this. But I got to figure it out because I made a commitment to myself and I want to honor the commitment. And when you follow through on some big challenge like this for yourself, you gain so much confidence and belief and poise and grace. And when you continually do that week or month or year after year, you just become better and better. You become the greatest you when you have big stakes in your life, I believe. No, I definitely agree with you on that, bro. So it's it's almost like, okay, I had the baby before I was ready to get married. Exactly. But then you like leaned into it and you grew up and you got ready for, for the marriage and the relationship. But that was a big stake. Big stake, bro. Big it's, probably, stake. it's probably not the best way no, to go I about would, it. I wouldn't tell me where to go. <laughs> yeah, go, don't, don't go break. use that as your stake. But you're right, though. It, it maybe you me, wouldn't have risen to I wouldn't have. who you are now I without having a child. Maybe I you're like, oh, I'm going to have fun for the next 10 years. I wouldn't have. I'm going to play around. I wouldn't have. You're right. I mean, absolutely. I, I've said that. Like, Tristan made me like really become a man and man up because my life became bigger than me and somebody else's life depended on me. Like for the first time, of course you have your brothers and your family, but like having somebody directly that's your responsibility, like it made me man up. It made me look at myself and be like, I don't know if I ever told you this, but like the first thing that I told Tristan, he couldn't talk, but I, I told him in my head, you know, I don't want you to grow up to be like me. And that like hurts as a father. You know what I'm saying? And he's gonna, cause he's gonna, the whole saying, you know, um, uh, listen to what I don't do it as I do. Listen to what I say. Whatever that thing. I'm like, okay. Like no kid ever does that. They're literally watching what you do. Your example. So you needed to become the example that you're speaking into. And everything. And even now, like I like to see him watch me. You know, hey Dad, where'd you go? I ran six miles, and just planning that all. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm working. So he's seeing that, and he's seeing that example. So now. You know, he wants to go do more. He's seeing what it takes. I'm like, I don't play sports no more, and I'm having to do this. So you want to make it to the NFL? You better start getting on it, you know? But now he sees it in me. I'm not just talking it. I'm living it. And that's the best way of influence is to actually be like an example. Mm. You talk about uh, burning bridges. Yeah. Why do we need to burn bridges in our life, and what does that mean? Yeah, so let me be, let me be clear about this part. You don't need to burn every bridge in your life, right? If there's an argument, there's something that, like, don't burn certain bridges, but... There are certain bridges in your life that lead you back to destruction, that lead you back to pain, that lead you back to a toxic place in your life. Those bridges that don't serve you, you have to burn them. Because if you don't, don't think you're so strong that, you know, you can, oh, I can, I can have this in my life. I'm strong enough not to go back here. No, you got to let it go. You have to literally like burn up the boats, right? And let it go. So what are those bridges in your life? Maybe it's friends. Maybe it's habits. Maybe it's addictions. Maybe it's your mindset. You have to burn those bridges because when you do that, you have no choice now but to move forward and build the bridges in your life that need to be built. Like I, I wouldn't be able to build the bridges that I built with you, that I built with other people if I would have had these same bridges. I can promise you because I wouldn't be in this world. My mindset wouldn't have brought me into personal development, wouldn't have brought right. me into doing what I do now. So I had to burn certain bridges. What can people do to evaluate those parts of their life? Should they yeah. write a list of like their... Yep. Closest friends, family, of like habits. Like what are the things they should be thinking about? So a simple thing that they can do is write a list of, I always say if it's people or habits too, write a list and just put a D-R-E by it, right? A D is for drain. The Ooh. E is for energize. Yeah. And that's it. And so if somebody has, I say like a CD, like consistently draining you, then those people don't need to be in your life. It's just facts. If somebody's consistently draining you, if, nobody, if they're never pouring nothing into you and you're always pouring into them, you're going to be empty. A relationship should be reciprocated. It should. They should pour back into you. So are they consistently draining? Now, you're going to have people in your life that drain you that need to stay there. It's, it's, you're going to have that. But there's people in your life that are you know, consistently bringing drama, gossip, problems to you. Like you're never happy. You're never fulfilled around them. You have to let those people go. 
And then the energizers are these people bringing energy to my life, positivity into my life, bringing growth into my life. Even though they might not tell me everything I want to hear, they're telling me things that I need to hear. They're challenging me. They're making me see a bigger vision. Like when I talk to some of my friends, like, and some of my peers, I don't want to hear what they have to say sometimes because it's exposing me. But I love that because I know in that exposure, I have to grow from it. Yeah. So that's an easy way to do it. So just make a list of the people in your life first, and then maybe the activities in your life, the habits, the addictions, things like that. Instead, does this give you energy or take energy from yeah. it? Drain or, or, or energy? I like and, that. In a great way with your friends, check your text messages, your text message groups. Like, I literally had to realize that a lot of my text messages with certain people, like, I would do the history. I would just look, see what we've been talking, we're talking about. Nonsense. It, nonsense. Didn't go anywhere. And then I have a group of people where we're talking about goals, growth, family, yeah. things that Successes, meant something. Successes, everything. So yeah. I said, you know, I want more of these conversations in my phone and less of these. So you can tell a person's lifestyle by their text message threads. Straight up. Wow. Look at your texts. I yeah. like that. Okay. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently. Acapella.edu. Now, you've gotten to a place in your life, it seems, where you've got such clear energy. I mean, since last time I saw you, you're no longer mush, <laughs> marshmallow <laughs> man. <laughs> you've got like clarity in your face, like your skin is different, your eyes look different. You've got this energy and this focus. You've got, you know, this book coming out, The Greatest You. You've got 10 million plus people following you and listening, hundreds of millions of views. Family is healthy, thriving. What's the greatest challenge for you at this point in your life to get to the next level? Or what do you face? What's, is there a demon in your life? You've practiced these things for a decade. You're on top of it. You've eliminated all this stuff. What do you do next? Is it, i just maintain this? Or are there new demons or challenges that come up for you? Oh, man. That's a deep question. Some, <laughs> let, me, let me think about that for the a real, minute. The real demon. What is the... Yeah. What is the what is the thing that challenges you? Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe it's with family. It's comparing yourself to other people. I don't know. What's the what's the thing that you struggle with in your mind that you constantly have to play a game with yourself to say, no, that's not what I want? Hmm. Probably, I don't want to say comparison, but I think the the growth and success thing, like for me. So what I mean by that is, I gotta figure a way to, to like really word this. This is a great question and I'm glad you asked it. So for me, it's always making sure, so I'll paint the picture like this. Of course, growing up, my definition of success was totally different now, right? It's, um, it was- Making money, being exactly. famous. Exactly. Yeah. So even with that part of it, it's like, I have a business, I have employees to take care of, right? So of course, making money, you have to make money if you have a business or you don't have any business. But for me, it's, of course, I'm getting this massive growth and I feel a lot of times it's, you know, it can take you to a place that you don't want to be at, right? That resistance. Like where? Just from the standpoint of, I wouldn't say doing things that are against your morals because it's not that deep, but the celebrity, the the attention that you get, like all the extra stuff that I don't care anything about. You know, I don't. I can honestly say that because I've had those things and those things didn't fulfill me. So I'm the guy that's like shying away from that. Yeah. Am I being, I wouldn't say the word lazy, but being content with stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Versus being like pushing. pushing, how much do I need to push, right? I have that battle. I mean, it's just so hard because every single day I create videos. I create videos every day. I can impact people. I can speak and all that. But is that really worth it? And so Bob Goff has this quote. I should have just said this at the beginning to make it easy. But He's I'm, great. I love I'm, it. I'm, par I'm paraphrasing it. But he said, like, I don't want to be successful at the wrong things. And his quote is a lot more beautiful than that. But I'm just paraphrasing. I don't want to be successful at the wrong things. And for me, it's like, what does success really mean? I know I'm impacting people's lives and it's great. But at the expense of what? Right now, I'm not at home. You know, with my kids, obviously, my family. And so it's like, it's that battle. Do I just chill and relax and be okay and say, you know what? This is fine. Let me just keep doing this. Or do I grow? But I know in growth, a lot of other sacrifices are going to take place. So what is the greatest you then? Is it constantly reaching the next level and impacting more people? And I don't think so. 
or is it being content and living like a balanced life and, and, and making sure you're healthy and happy? Peace is the greatest you, yeah, I feel like. Inner like, peace, man. That's, that's, if you that's, don't have inner peace and you have all the success, what's the point? That's where I'm at. That's the definition I've came to in the last Gosh, year so true. with success is like, it's peace. It's getting to my core self. Like I'm interested in like, who is Trent Shelton at the core? without all this stuff over the last 34 years that's been added on and all these ideas in the world, like I'm just like hungry for that because I know at the end of life, I ask myself this question a lot and I don't know why lately, but I'm, I'm always asking myself what really matters? Like at the end of life, what's gonna really matter? I don't want my mom being sick, that really opened my eyes up to a lot. It's like, what really matters? And I don't wanna get to the end of life knowing I lived a life that, of course I made a lot of impact, but I didn't make the impact in the places that I should have made it. So that's why I was saying with youth sports, mm -hmm. like I want to get into that. That's cool. And everything. So that's the battle, man. And it's a lot because everything's coming at you every type of way. So it's like, am I being lazy? Am, am I, I playing am I small? Am I exactly not reaching my form where I should be? Yeah, exactly. Or do is there another level, another level? And like some people are are that drives them like the next level, next level, but like how many next levels if you're losing yourself in the process of doing it? What if you're reaching the next level and you're not losing yourself, you continue to explore yourself yeah. and you unlock new things and yeah. you're growing? So maybe it's an answer for each person. It's different for every I person. So. Yeah. I think it's your definitions and your meanings and what you want yeah. out of life. Yeah, because I don't have kids right now, but I can imagine, like, I'm getting old, I'm 36, I just turned 36, and I'm like, when I turned 30, I, started, I looked at a baby differently. Than when I was like 29, yeah, yeah. I saw a baby and I was like, huh. Like, yes, kids were cute and I liked them before, but I was like, oh, I like almost cried like a little bit, just like seeing a baby. Cause I could see what it could feel like being a dad. In 36, like I feel it more and more. I, I still have the desire right now to have yeah. kids, but I feel like, okay, one day this is gonna probably change my life. Yeah, yeah for sure. For and sure. My, my whole priorities will probably change. For sure. For like a deeper meaning of family and, yeah like intimacy with like a small group of people and making sure I want to be there for them. I can only imagine like once you're away from your child for like a weekend or a week, yeah, it's probably like sure. breaks your heart. Yeah, and that's why like I sacrifice so much in that. Like I'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. Even if it's like financially like good and great, I'm like, nope. Because at the end of the day, I know what Tristan, Maya, my boy or girl is going to remember. And so like I'm flying back later on a red eye just to be at my son's, it's called a gator run. It's like a little run that run around the school just to be there. And it's, wow. it's not a track meet or whatever, but I want to make sure that he always knows that even despite everything I had going on, I was always present in his life. Like, mm. so success to the world means absolutely nothing to me if I'm not successful to my world, wow. right? So that is the the balance factor of my life and trying to figure out that. Like I'm a type of guy where I probably could be like somewhere on an island somewhere with my family and like disappear and be, be happy and be good. Yeah, just with just the normal stuff. But then, there is a side of me too that I know requires me to fulfill the calling I have in my life. Being in the spotlight or making these videos, like that doesn't, I'm an introverted person by naturally. Like that stuff used to give me anxiety. I, I said this the other day, being in a crowded room, I still feel alone at times. That's the type of guy I am. And so, but it's my calling and I know that I was created for this and I'm meant to do this, so I had to walk into it. And it fulfills me, by the way. Like it's not like I'm doing this yeah. and I hate it but that's just who I am. So sometimes I wanna fall back and be like, I don't need people on Instagram and all that type of stuff, like Facebook, yeah. but then I understand people need me, so. Oh, snap. That's a whole other thing. It's part of your purpose. It's like, yeah. if you're on an island by yourself, would you be doing a disservice to your purpose? Exactly. So it's kind of balance, it's trying to figure out the balance for yourself, like Big being time. content with the impact you're making and happy with what you're making now, and also being present for your life and your family and how much to push, that's interesting. It's tough, man. I think our mind plays tricks on us too. Yeah. It's like, what is enough? There you go. I asked, that's, man, that's a great question. I asked that question, actually when I was here last time and I went to, I was thinking I was going to New Zealand. I had that on the camera. I asked everybody in the audience that question, like my VIP. And they came on the camera and said, what's enough? Mm -hmm. And everybody gave their different answers. Yeah, like what's enough money in your yeah. bank account? What's, what's enough, enough impact? What's enough? And will it ever be enough? J. Cole tackles that good. He has, I don't know if you saw that video of J. Cole, but he talks about that. Like he talks about like basically like being a hamster on the wheel and just like the run for the next level and the next level of this, you know, you get this money, next level. And he has a great video about that. 
I feel like it'll never be enough in the sense of I'll always want to give something to humanity. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm always going to be working towards something to help people. Whether that's helping two kids at a youth program, coaching them as opposed to trying to coach the world, or if it's continually impacting more and more people or serving people through a, a product or a service, whatever it may be. But I feel like even if a billion dollars just planted in my bank account, I would still want to do something for people. Yeah. I don't know. It's not necessarily about the money anymore now that I've got money, but it's about showing up every day and knowing that I'm here for a reason and fulfilling that I am purpose. Yeah. Contribution. Yeah, the contribution. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? So it's never like, it's not about like, what is enough? It's like, how much are you willing to give? How much, how much can you consistently give? Yeah. I think, I don't know. Where you can also make sure you're present for your family and the things that matter the most. So you're not just giving all your time and energy to strangers. But you're, how much can I give to my family? How much can I give to myself? How much can I give to others? Yeah, I, I prioritize, like my top priority, like is peace. Yeah, and, 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 and it takes, and I know I lose a lot. I feel like I lose a lot of gain in the external realm of stuff, but I prioritize my peace. That's smart. So how, how can I have peace in my heart and how much can I give with peace in my heart maybe? Yeah. Once I start to feel stressed and overwhelmed, then I need to pull back and go back to peace. Yeah. Maybe that's the balance. Yeah, I think so. Because inner, yeah, inner peace is should be the, the focus. Exactly. I mean, without it, life is... Yeah. How often have you felt a lack of peace in the last 12 months? Maybe a few times. Yeah. It's I'm more like a day or two, maybe. Yeah. I'm more, because I'm more conscious of it and what I want with that. Like, I, and I set my day up for that. Like, I mean, I literally set my day up. Like, before 12, like, my family knows that it's like my time. Like, just for me, because a better me, because at first my wife was like, like before 12, like I said, like, you can call me obviously, but like, let me take this time for me so I can come back home a better man for you and a better father. Because if I'm frustrated, if I'm not, as I do my four A's as I call them and take care of that and get my workout in, I'm going to be not the greatest me I should be for you. So let me be the greatest me. Mm. And so I love to get people there. They're a long time. They're self-care time to be positively selfish mm. so you can come back a better version for me. So I'm like, okay, cool, go to the spa, like do that, please. So when you come back home to me, you know, you're refreshed, you're at peace and it makes it better. Yeah. So, and she's, my wife has realized that and see how like, how better I am for her and for the kids. What are your four A's? So the four A's, some really simple, but it works. So I always say how you start your day, influence your day. Obviously you have a great video about that. Mm -hmm. So, and a great book too. Right? Yeah. yeah. And um, so the first A is appreciation, obviously. Mm -hmm. Wake up, gratitude, thank God, thank, you know, whoever you thank, thank them, you know, be yeah. appreciative <laughs> yeah. for life. Uh, two is affection. I always say hug a day keeps depression away. So I usually hug my wife, uh, my kids. You might not have somebody and go hug your coworker or something. Be weird at first. And uh, three is accomplishment. So set your day up for a win. So do something. I used to dunk a basketball on a seven-foot goal until we got rid of our goal. Um, it just made me feel powerful. I started my day off with a win. So that's um, accomplishment. Three is accomplishment. And four is activity. And that's usually my workout. So I always say um, movement is, is very critical when it comes to mental health. Like move, get outside, nature heals, and uh, protecting your peace. So that's like my protect my peace thing. That's what I call it, like protecting my peace. Protect the peace. That's right. I like that, man. And I think everyone should be focused on themselves first. Otherwise, you're not going to have anything to give anyone else. Exactly. I love that. Protect the peace. Why, can you dunk on a 10-foot rim or no? Right now, yeah, I probably can. Yeah. I got to get warmed up. I, That's too, too early in the morning. Me I was too. Like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> maybe when I got these 25, but no, nah, like. It's tough, man. Yeah, it's different now. It takes a couple of warm-up tries <laughs> yeah. for me too still. Um, I love this, man. Make sure you guys get this book, The Greatest You. Trent's got some of the most inspiring videos online right now. And a lot of other friends with Jay Shetty and Princey and a couple other guys, but you're you're in the top of inspiration with, with everything that. you do, man. So make sure you guys check this out. The greatest you. Follow him on Instagram, Facebook. That's where all of his videos are. Are you on YouTube too? Yeah. Put yep. him there too. It's just Trent Shelton. Yep. Yeah, so make sure to check all that stuff out. I think I asked you the three truths last time, but I'll ask you again. If you could leave the world behind with only three messages, three lessons, and 
no one had access to your content anymore because you had to take it all with you when you die. Billions of video, video views with all these great messages, books, you create everything you want in your life, but at the end of the day, you take it with you, you can't leave it behind, and you get to leave behind three truths. All right, what like would you this. say is the three things that you would leave behind for people to, to be the lessons you would leave behind? Number one, it all starts with you. Self-responsibility, the world owes you nothing. Uh, that's where your power is. Number two would be protect your peace. Mm. And number three would have to be your life isn't over. So what do you mean by that? Just no matter what you're going through in your life, no, it's not over. It's another story. It's another chapter. Um, sometimes in the storm, you know, we feel like it's gone, it's done. But your life is never over until it's over, over. So you always got more in you. You can always rewrite a new story. Exactly. Just turn the page. Every day's a new beginning. Every day's a new page. I love that, man. Who's your biggest inspiration right now in your life? Someone you know or someone you don't know? Outside of my family, because that would be like a typical yeah. answer. Biggest inspiration? J. Cole. Yeah. Who is J. this? Cole. Huh? Who's J. Cole? You don't know J. Cole? Maybe I've seen... You know J. Cole. Maybe I've seen... Know J. Cole. <laughs> Maybe I've seen videos or something, right? I probably uh, see, maybe I just don't know the name. Okay, well, he's, I mean, he's top rapper. I mean, outside of Drake. Okay, I'm sure I heard the music. Yeah, you, for sure you heard yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, okay. for sure you heard it. Yeah, Middle Child song. But yeah, J. Cole, just for the simple fact that I love his message. I just love to see people at such a high level, but don't lose themselves. Like I saw a picture the other day, he's riding a bike in New York, getting his hair cut out of just a local barbershop. Yeah. So, and he's always giving back just cool things. And he just does everything against the grain, you know, as far as like, going against the machine and, and calling out the things that need to be called out and just the person, like, you can be a regular human being and still do great things. Oh, so that's cool. I like his message, man. Of course, I love his music. I'm a fan of his music. So it's kind of one of the people that I'm like, salute. I like what you're doing. That's cool, man. Well, I got to acknowledge you, Trent, for uh, for showing up, man, and constantly improving your life because last time I saw you, you're still doing big things, yeah. but I see your health at another level. Getting to meet your wife, it was cool to just see that you know, you haven't let this success and the fame and all the people following you and praising you hold you back from like having this strong bond with your wife. You were just yeah. on FaceTime before we started. It's like, I love seeing men keep a tight bond with like their family and keeps them grounded and like yeah, keeps the focus. So I acknowledge you for all that, man. I acknowledge you for doing the challenging thing and writing a book. It's not easy. Yeah. And uh, for everything you do, man, you're setting an example for running distance. It's, just, it's not hard, man. <laughs> All the stuff you do is not easy. So I acknowledge you for not allowing your success to make you lazy necessarily yeah. on your health and your relationships and things like that. And uh, not taking the easy way out, man. So thanks, man. I acknowledge you for all that. Make sure you guys get the book. Follow Trent. Trent Shelton. Is that Trent Shelton or Rehab Time? What's uh Trent Shelton, but I mean, you want to follow Rehab Time too. Yeah, yeah. Trent Shelton. Trent Shelton's my main handle yeah. and everything. Final question. What's your definition of greatness? <laughs> what's my definition of greatness? You doing what you were created to do. I think that's greatness. And being who you're created to be. Team Money. Appreciate your brother. In the house. <laughs> <laughs>there you have it my friends i hope you enjoyed this episode powerful one i love always asking my friends and influencers the deeper more challenging questions to get them to really open up so i'm glad trent was able to share more of the vulnerable and open up about stuff to help you in your own life and let me know what you enjoyed about this share this with your friends tag me on instagram at lewis house tell me what resonated with you the most i like to reshare a bunch of people that tag me as well so we'll reshare a few of those every single week Tag me. Let me know. If this is your first time here, please subscribe right now on your app. Just go to your app. Click the subscribe button on School of Greatness on Apple Podcast or Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever you are. Subscribe and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast or on iTunes. Those reviews really help us get the message of greatness out there. And be a hero for someone today. Send them this message. Send them this interview. Send them this right now. Just take the link from the podcast where you're listening to it and send it over. Send them a text. Post it on your social media. Send it somewhere so a friend could hear this message. Spread the message of greatness. Be a hero for someone today and do that. And as we circle back to the beginning, Jimi Hendrix said, when the power of love 
overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Find that strength within yourself to have love for yourself, to have love for others, to let go of the anger, the resentment, the frustrations that you have in the world, because that means you won't have the inner peace. And until we have inner peace, we can never have world peace, said the Dalai Lama. And Albert Einstein said, peace cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. I love you all so very much. You know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.